Welcome into the Drunken Jaguar. We are back after the Jags have lost to the Seattle Seahawks 31-7 in an absolutely ugly, ugly football game. But we are going to move on to next week. And today I have one of my good friends, Kyle, with me. And he is a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. And he's going to be sitting in for Bentley today who is out at doing some, some film stuff. I think he has a date tonight too, he mentioned. What's up, Kyle, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm going to be honest with you. It might get ugly this week, too. You know, we uh, got one of the top teams in the NFL against one of the worst teams in the NFL. So, might get ugly. You know, it's funny. Um, back in week four, I didn't even realize we played the AFC South. Um, one of our buddies, you know, he's a Texans fan. And he hit me up on that, I think it was the Tuesday before the week four game. And he's like, hey, bro, we play this week. And I'm like, whoa, what? We play the AFC Oh, man, this is kind of a cakewalk. And, you know, my girlfriend, she's talking about how easy our schedule is. And I got to be honest, it's it looks pretty easy now that I'm looking more in-depth into it. So, Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. When we played the Dolphins and we ended up beating them, I think the Titans played the Bills or did they play the Chiefs? I can't remember. But I saw that they had the Chiefs and the Bills. And I was feeling really good. I was like, okay, yes, we are one and four or whatever, right? Like, that sucks. But we can still, we're only two games back of the Titans. I was like, and they have the Chiefs and the Bills. Like, this is looking good for us. And bam, they go and beat the Bills. They go and beat the Chiefs. Um, before we hop into why you're a Bills fan, real quick, tell me about that game real quick. The uh, Bills-Titans, it was crazy. Yeah, that was a crazy game. Um, you know, honestly, I think they played their best game. And we played our worst game, and uh, we still almost came out with the win. You know, Josh Allen slipped on that quarterback sneak inside the five-yard line on fourth down. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think now without Derrick Henry, you got, I mean, like you like you said, you're only a couple games out of first place in the AFC South. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Now, now we're – I mean, they have six wins. We're five games back. The Colts are four games back, and they – the Titans beat the Colts twice now. Right. So, I mean, the, the division's kind of locked up now. The Titans are probably headed to the playoffs. Yeah, and I was, I was, I always think it's a tough matchup against the Titans because I think back on the game last year when they just blew, blew us out in Tennessee. Um, but now without Derrick Henry, you know, I, I'm not too afraid of them anymore. They Like, they got big, they got big weapons, you know, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, like those are big dudes, man. But it doesn't scare me anymore because probably you know MVP candidate Derrick Henry is is done for the season. So we 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 definitely could beat him if we see them in the playoffs for sure. Cool. All right, let's move on to why are you a Bills fan, man? When did when did the whole Buffalo thing happen for you? I know I'm a Jags fan, and of course Kyle also lives in Colorado here with us. We have friends of. Fans of every team, and he's actually a Buffalo Bills fan. So explain that story for us. Yeah, so I was originally born in upstate New York, Rochester. Um, it's only an hour east of Buffalo. So I, I mean, I moved here when I was about two years old. Um, but I've just repped Buffalo and the Bills ever since. So I mean, there's really not much to it. But I, I've just loved the Bills, you know, and that's pretty much why. It's because I'm from there. So that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. All right. 
So I want to talk about like the, the Bills community. I see you on Twitter interacting with so many Buffalo fans. I know Jags fans do it as well, and the community is pretty big. But the Buffalo Bills community just seems different. They all travel together. There's just something. They're all just you know tied together very nicely. It's it's very cool to see. Yeah. So as you know, I went to that Bills Chiefs game in Kansas City a couple of weeks ago, and it's it's so surprising how many Bills fans are there. You know how many of them tailgate. Like you said, they, they travel so well. I mean, they were everywhere. Um, and yeah, it's just a great community. Obviously, one of the best fan bases in the league. I know the Jags are very faithful to their team as well. You know, Duval. Of course, you guys got that. But we got Bill's Mafia. And uh, yeah, I just I think we have one of the best fan bases in the world or in the league, I should say. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun to interact with them and be around them, especially at at uh, at Sunday game days. All right, let's let's hop into let's let's go back in time a little bit here. Four years ago, these two teams met in 2017. Oh, you guys got in as a wild card, correct? Yeah, it was in Jacksonville. The Jags had won the AFC South, and it was Blake Bortles versus Tyrod Taylor. Probably not the prettiest of matches. Was Sean McDermott still the coach then? No, he wasn't our coach yet. I'm trying to think back who our coach was. I don't really remember off the top of my head, but. Man, we did not have a good offense at all. And, of course, we got lucky getting into the playoffs because of that amazing Andy Dalton play to Tyler Boyd in that Bengals versus Ravens game. And, man, we um, Kyle Williams was just going crazy because he's been with the Bills forever, and he finally got That's into right. the playoffs, you know. And that whole locker room was just so ecstatic. But, you know, what a barn burner of a game that was. My gosh, that was ugly. Game. I believe that might have been Paul Puzlesny's last season, or maybe he had retired a year before, which Bills fans know Paul Puzlesny very well, too. You know, I know he spent a lot of years in Buffalo. The Jags fans loved him. He was a, he was a great linebacker for us. I think he might have been retired at that point. But so much has changed since then. You know, the Jags, you look at their 2017 team, all those players are gone, man. Jalen Ramsey's gone. Talvin Smith walked away from football. You know, Dante Fowler got traded. I mean, I can keep going on and on with all the names that aren't there anymore. And you guys had a great defense, you know? A great defense, and now they're all gone. It's kind of crazy to think, like, see how things change. I mean, going forward, the Bills were not good in the years after until they drafted Josh Allen and they got their guy. And we feel like we have our guy in Trevor Lawrence. Kind of walk us through, like, you know, Josh Allen's first year. I know it wasn't pretty. And you're thinking, holy crap, like, did we find our guy or did we just draft another bus? Like, give us something to reassure Jaguars fans that Trevor Lawrence is going to be all right. Yeah. So Josh Allen's first year was a huge, huge struggle. I mean, he did not play well at all. I mean, we <laughs> we messed around with the Nathan Peterman experience in that year. That was a disaster. Um, but, you know, he showed a lot of potential that year. And just like I think Trevor Lawrence, because I, I loved, I absolutely love Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. And I think he's showing a lot of promise. You get, see, this is the thing with these quarterbacks. Like you just, you got to be patient with them, you know, because, and you have to get it right because you could have, you know, you could draft the quarterback with the most talent all you want, but the organization's got to be patient. You know, they got to have the right pieces around him. He's got to have the right coaching staff to develop him. So, you know, it's tough. Like I, I always think about the New York Jets. You know, they got Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson. Those guys just look terrible. You know, they have yeah. talent, but they just – the organization, they just don't have any patience. They don't have the pieces around them, and they just don't have the coaching staff for it. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with that, but I'm kind of off the patience train. Let me tell you why. I think this day and age, because of guys like Josh Allen, like Patrick Mahomes, like Justin Herbert, uh, did I say Josh Allen? Like Josh Allen. Like these guys, they come in the league, right? By yeah, the way, we have the better Josh Allen. Yes. Finally, I, I always <laughs> used to tell this guy we had the we got the better Josh Allen. Of course, we did not. Josh Allen's a very good pass rusher, but obviously has not, you know, got gotten to the level we thought he would. But anyways, the potential thing, man, like you, you have to get good so fast in this league. We look at Tua. Tua's been in played 16, 17 games, and they're already done with him, man. Like Deshaun Watson, he came in the league. He it all snapped for him. Like everything was going well, and they expect to draft a, a guy and for him to go out and be able to play within the first year and a half. And if not, they are almost ready to move off of you. It, doesn't that seem like it's true? That's a good point because you take guys like Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. I mean, those Lamar guys. Too, yeah. yeah, those guys just came in and were slinging the rock. I mean, not so much Lamar, but you know, these guys knew how to play the position and knew how to play in the NFL pretty much right off the bat. You know, Lamar won MVP. Was it, it was a second year, right? I think yep. it was. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Seriously. So yeah, maybe not so much patience, but I always think, you know, cause local media in Denver, oh, we should have took Josh Allen over Bradley Chubb. I just, I don't think that organization has the pieces or, you know, to develop a guy like that. Um, it's but coaching. Right, exactly. And Josh Allen, you know, don't get me wrong, he struggled in his first year for sure. But, you know, the fan base trusted him, you know, bought into him. Same with everyone around him. They just bought into him, you know, and, and it's exciting times because this is our, I mean, this is definitely our best quarterback since Jim Kelly, no doubt about it. And, oh, you know, yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence is, I think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. You just, you know, he doesn't really have, many weapons right now you know nope. his his running back that you guys drafted went down you know his top receiver and dj chark went down that's that's tough to win games with that man and you know it, it it'll come around i i believe in trevor lawrence for sure which is nice that the you know the bills went out and got got their weapon they got stefan diggs and things started looking Good up point. after that right yeah, and we don't have the weapons to get open. Let's talk about coaching a little bit. You know, we, we got Urban Meyer this year. The fan base was pretty excited. I was pretty excited. He's gotten into a little bit of, <laughs> you know, there's been some problems off the field, let's just say, keep to keep it short. But if you look at Buffalo, they have one of the most underrated, maybe most underappreciated, under-talked-about coach like in the league. Sean McDermott's done such a great job with this team. They've all bought in. What... Is Urban Meyer going to ruin Trevor Lawrence's career? Is that because that does happen? Like, if you don't have the right coaches around him to develop him, and bad things are going to happen. Talk about your coach a little bit. Yeah, that's a very good point about Urban Meyer. But I, the thing with Urban, he seems extremely passionate passionate about winning and his team. So you have that going for him, and that's a really good thing. But uh, with Coach McDermott, you know, again, he struggled in his first year as a head coach, but. Again, it takes time and, you know, a big defensive guy from the Carolina Panthers, um, he comes in and just completely turns the culture around, gets a great offensive coordinator in Brian Dable. He's probably going to be up for a head coaching job next year for sure. Yes, he will be. He gets a great defensive coordinator and def Leslie Frazier, you know, and I don't necessarily like having defensive coaches with a, you know, first year quarterback, but I mean, he's put supporting cast around around josh allen the whole the whole organization has and you know we another underrated piece is the 
general manager, Brandon Bean. Man, like you said, he goes out and gets Stefan Diggs. Another underrated signing this year is Emmanuel Sanders. You know, he drafts Dawson Knox coming on as a, one of the top, I would say, five tight ends in the league, yeah. you know, and we we get Cole Beasley. We, I mean, we got weapons for Josh to succeed now, you know, and that's it's very important. That's a great point about a GM because this is something the Jaguars have struggled with ugh, for years and years now. I mean, we are drafting guys and so some of them are busts, right? Of course, we have a new regime that came in now with Urban Meyer and uh, Trent Baalke. But before we had Dave Caldwell with, you know, and Tom Coughlin was there, you know, right. putting his mind in there. And then Doug Marone. But we were drafting guys. Some of them were busts. And the ones that were good, I mean, we're talking about Jalen Ramsey, who's, the I would say, the best corner in the league. They just let him walk away, man. Like, the good pieces, they're gone. They're gone. It, it sucks. Like, they don't even want to stay in Jacksonville. Like, to keep your your top guys there is very important. You guys drafted Ed Oliver. He's still there. He seems happy there as well. So, Yeah, we've drafted well on, def- on the defensive end as well. Um, also, you know, free agent signings on the defensive yeah. end. Free, ag- free agency matters so much, but obviously drafting. Um, I will say that the owner, you, your guys' owner, I, I I like him a lot. You know, I think he really wants to Whoa. win. No? No. I, I like that guy, but... Yeah, our problem with Shad Khan is he has... Well, at least mine is. I don't know. Bentley has a lot of problems with him <laughs> as well. But yeah, I've heard. I mean, this guy, I mean, yes, he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He owns a a soccer team in England, right? He owned, they own AEW wrestling, which is starting to take over WWE. <laughs> he's just got a lot of endeavors going on, right? There's a lot of shit on his mind besides Jaguars football. So sometimes I just feel like he's not buying all the way in. But when he got Urban Meyer, it seemed like he had bought all the way in. But we haven't seen many results yet. Shad Khan was pretty forgiving of Urban after the whole bar incident. Right. I think he was pretty forgiving. I think he's just kind of in a tough spot right now. So he just has to kind of say, yeah, we're going to forgive you and see what will happen. But all right, moving on. Now now that we're done talking about that, we didn't even (laughs) talk about our last meeting in 2017. There's really nothing to talk about. It was an ugly game, right? Yeah, that was an awful game i mean both teams obviously struggled to move the ball it's just uh, it's just so frustrating to watch as a fan when you can't move the ball down the field and you know we had a banged up LaShawn mccoy uh, the receivers are nothing really to speak of i mean calvin benjamin he's out of leagues a jones is like a third string fourth string he's wide gonna receiver. play with the raiders now yeah well yeah uh, not that other incident of course but i mean it, it those were really frustrating times for i mean you guys went on quite a run that year though of course yeah but. we ended up putting started moving the ball against Pittsburgh that's for sure but then of course we lose to New England on some um bullshit calls is what we call it as Jaguars fans uh things did not go well for us but all right moving on now we're we're in the present now you know the Jaguars are one and six things are not going well they've won one game in the last 20 something you know it's it's been a tough year of course we just picked up our first victory against Miami uh recently but now we come out of the bye week, right? We just get shit on by Seattle. It's just such an ugly game. Like you're supposed to come out of a bye week and have a strong performance, especially after your first win in almost 400 days. Um, the Bills came off a bye week. What did they do? I mean, we absolutely. It, it was close in the first half, but it. I mean, we were we weren't. It's kind of like the Pittsburgh game the first week, where you know it's the first game of the season. You expect to be ready to play, but we just were not ready to play at all same kind of thing off the bye week here in the first half i mean this it was like three to three yeah miami going right? and you guys played miami who we just yeah, beat exactly and, they're, and, and well. they're and i mean two was terrible but 
we we ramped it up. We figured it out. We got the win, and it wasn't as close as as the score says. So I was happy with that win. On to Jacksonville should be a we should be able to handle handle you guys yeah relatively it, easily. It should be easy, but yeah. hey, you never know. It, it football's crazy, man. It's a week to week league, and you never know what can happen. Seriously, you guys are at home coming off a tough loss you know hopefully urban has the boys ready to play and get them ramped up for sunday yeah hopefully the boys can ramp themselves up to be honest with you so looking forward to this game so bentley always brings up how if you're a fan of the team you'll be the harshest on your own team because you've seen everything Right. right the jaguars end up beating the bills on sunday what happened that would be pretty embarrassing. Would it be self-inflicted or yeah, tell me what what would happen for the Bills, what would happen for the Jaguars? See, I don't if 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 the Jags beat the Bills, that just completely t- turns the whole narrative around about that team because Bills are definitely a top 4 or 3 team. Probably the best team in, in, league. in the league in my opinion. Yeah, I would say, you know, the Rams are up there with their with their moves, but yeah, I mean, we're definitely a top 3 team in the league. I just you know, you bring that up if if you guys win. I just I don't see a route to us losing there um i you know trevor lawrence is down to lavisca chenault and jamal, jamal agnew <laughs> i mean we're obviously going to put tredavious white on lavisca you know and your your guys's defense can't stop anybody you know they, i mean they can't stop anybody. you guys let geno smith go off or what was the stat 14 reception is that the record 14 completions uh in a 14 row completions yeah and that's the it's the record this year of course yeah he has the most completed passes in a row this year so far yeah so if you're letting geno smith do that who's a bottom five quarterback and now you got to face a top five quarterback and josh allen i just i don't see a way we lose that game if we did that would be the uh that would definitely be the upset of the week for sure oh it would 100 it could be the upset of the year to be honest with you i mean if you look at it the jaguars they can stop the run this year which is really surprising because in the past years they have not been able to. We don't run the ball though. <laughs> exactly. And that, that's my whole point. The Bills don't run the ball. And our pass coverage is probably the worst in the league, I would say. If you just watch a Jaguars game, you would probably understand, which I know our I listeners mean, would know. You led Chino Smith complete 14 passes in a row. And he just had he had a field day just yeah, in general. Yeah. For sure. Did. I just don't see a way how we lose that game at I, all. I don't either. Of course, we're going to be watching together, I hope. Yeah, right? definitely. Of yeah, course, I, man. Always. I might be uh, gone by halftime at that <laughs> point. But, you might be half in the bag by halftime. Yeah, goodness <laughs> gracious. And then you look to the other side. We're playing what the top-ranked defense in the league this year, You know, in many statistical categories, and an offense who really struggles to actually move the ball. This is going to be a tough game for Trevor Lawrence, especially as a rookie. I will say this, though. We're not great on the run um, because you want to talk about field days. Jeez, Derrick Henry just obliterated us on the ground. Best running back in the league. But anyway, James Robinson, you know, that's a really uh, that's a really good running back that has a lot of potential. I think they need to feed him a little bit more. It's tough. It's tough when you're down, you know. Because yeah, you guys are down a lot, it's yeah. tough to run the ball. But I think you guys got to develop a game plan to get him uh, involved a little bit more, maybe in the passing game, you know, because he's a good, he can catch the ball out of the backfield he for can. sure. Yeah. So I think you guys got to get the ball in his hand uh, a lot more, um, and I think it'll it'll keep it close if you guys do that for sure. Yeah, but well, that's the whole issue, right? You you play games, you want to run the football. But you want to get him the ball 20 times a game, 20 touches at least, you know, whether it's running the ball, whether it's catching the ball. 
But when you're down in games, it's really hard to do that. And this could be a game where we go down two scores quickly. Like, do you abandon the run? Do you stay with the run? Or do you start slinging the ball around? As you could see, we went down to Seattle and Trevor Lawrence ends up throwing the ball 50 times, which is... Urban Meyer said week one when he threw it 40-something times that that won't happen again. Yeah, well, here you, we are. You guys could always deploy Carlos Hyde. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I never understood that. Yeah, but it's tough. You know, you just if you run the ball, you can obviously manage the clock a little bit more. Um, Our only chance of beating the Bills. Is right. Managing, managing the clock. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to abandon the run if you go down by that much, but just get them involved in the screen game, in the passing game, you know, do something, be a little bit more creative on offense. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. You're speaking our language because the Jaguars are not very creative on offense. They don't get their guys in space at all. Nobody can win one-on-one downfield at all. We have no speed on the offense. It's actually quite embarrassing especially when you look at you know free agency it looks like we just sat on our asses now and didn't even do anything in free agency we had some defensive additions i mean on offense we got marvin jones but that guy's a veteran you know we can't expect him to do everything but he's been he's been good yeah dj chark going down was huge you know that's that's a pretty good receiver and obviously another weapon for for trevor lawrence it like i just keep going back to it man it's tough because i just saw josh allen in his first year with calvin benjamin and you know it when that's your number one receiver, when LaVisca, I'm not saying he's trash, but it's just tough with no weapons to be successful as a rookie quarterback. And, yep. you know, bad coaching to go along with that. It's tough, man. Really, it is. Yeah, I've been saying Trevor Lawrence has kind of been, you know, set up for failure and not for success, which is actually really bad. And a lot of people have given Trevor, you know, a lot of shit. They've been, you know, saying he's not very good, which I just don't believe because of what's around him and they're setting him up for failure, which it really I th- sucks. I think he's awesome, man. He was uh, he was awesome in Clemson. Uh I think he's definitely the uh, I mean, obviously the best quarterback out of the draft, I would say. A lot of people think Mac Jones is. Uh I don't know. I don't see much out of him. He just He dumps the ball down a lot. Right, exactly. It's just that Patriot way, but I just think Trevor Lawrence has potential, has talent. You guys will be all right with him, man, for sure. Oh man, I I really sure hope so. <laughs> All right, so to finish up here, we're gonna we're gonna talk talk a little a little bit of betting. We're gonna talk about a couple players to watch out for on each end, and I'll kind of tell you how I think the game will go down for sure. So, what are we looking at for a spread? Is it minus fourteen for the Bills? Yep, got it up right here, minus fourteen and a half, and we're minus eleven hundred on the money line. So that's huge. That's ugh, over a two touchdown favorite. And I think this opened up at minus 14, which means that people are still putting money on the bills, which is not a good sign. And, and we're the home team. So really it's you guys are like 17 yeah. point favorites, a huge double digit favorite. I oh got to, I got to hammer that spread. And this is obviously the biggest, you know, money line favorite on the slate. Yeah, so, of course. Of course. Like I said, so going back, you know, if you guys win, definitely the biggest upset on sunday and possibly the year. probably of the season i would say to be honest all right so i'm just gonna go into how i think this game is gonna play out i think the jaguars will come out and they'll try to run the ball because i know urban's been getting heat about that we don't know the status of james robinson exactly as he did a hurt is i believe he's down for a heel injury right now so i don't know how easy it'll be to run the ball i know we activated a running back as well it looks like carlos hyde is questionable too do you dare go with dare Dari, Dari, uh, <laughs> Ungum, oh man, I can't even pronounce it. Ungumbawale? 
Ooh, oh, I my think that's God. a pretty good pronunciation. I think that's, actually, I think that's, that's actually how you say his name. And he actually had a couple touches last game. But anyways, I think the Jaguars are just going to have to run the ball and take the pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be hard to throw against the secondary. But you can never count Urban Meyer out for you know doing what you think he should do because he's <laughs> going to do the exact opposite, I would say. Yeah, I'm just looking at, I mean, your guys' defensive backfield. I mean, some of these guys, man, I, I don't see how you stop Stephon Diggs. You're going to have Shaq Griffin on him for the most part. Emmanuel Sanders is going to have a big play for sure. Oh, yes, he will. There'll so, be a lot of shots down the field, I think, for the Bills for it, sure too. It's going to be tough to stop us, but, man, we've, we've been struggling to get off, you know, early hot starts. A perfect example is last week against Miami. You know, we couldn't score a touchdown. It's just it takes a while for us to get ramped up, but once we do, look out. Yeah, well, we could use a slow start from the Buffalo Bills. Hi, you got any score predictions before we go? Well, let's see who can get the closest. Week four, we smacked the Texans 40 to nothing. And then the and Dolphins, you guys beat really bad. 35 too. nothing. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you guys are going to score many points. I'm going to go with like a, let's, I think like a 38 to three. Is oh, a good prediction. 38 to 3. Because we, we destroyed the Texans. Texans beat you guys week one. You know, it's week yeah. one. First, you know, first game for the quarterback and the coach. I get it, but I mean, I just I, I like a 38 to 3. Okay. I'm gonna go with maybe I'm thinking 31-10 Bills. So you guys but are gonna put a touchdown on the board, huh? I think we're gonna put a touchdown because we get uh, you know, a lot of action there in garbage time. Shout out to <laughs> Blake Bortles back back in those days that happened. Pat of stats a little bit. Pat of stats a little bit. It happened against Seattle, even though we we I mean we kept going for it on fourth down, but we kept speaking of Blake Bortles, he might play Sunday, huh? He's flying to Green Bay. Yeah, just to be on the active roster. I don't think he's actually going to play. That would be amazing because we are be a cool Blake, to see. We're a Blake Bortles podcast. We love Blake Bortles. For sure, man. That'd be cool to see. Rip a dart real quick before he plays. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> he's going to smoke a cigarette and start uh, throwing some passes out there, man. I mean, Patrick Mahomes kind of looks like Blake Bortles out there this year, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> for sure, man. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming in. Um, I look forward awesome. to watching the game with you. It's going to be a good time either, yeah, either way, win definitely. or loss, you know? All right. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can reach you? They probably won't follow you on Twitter, but you can always... Yeah, probably not because, you know, I'm a Bills fan, but you can follow me on Twitter at K underscore easy with two Ys, 13, at K underscore easy, one three on Twitter. All right. And that's going to put a bow on the show here for the Drunken Jaguar. We will see you, talk to you next week when the Jaguars will be coming off another loss. And Bentley, we hope to see you soon as well too. Go Jaguars. This this is Bentley listening. Did, did I say date? Did, did I say the word date? Huh? Did, did anyone say the word date? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs>